everybody and you're very warmly welcome to this um, interview with Professor Kirsten May this morning and Kirsten May is going to speak to us a little bit about her own research background, her area of expertise and any advice that she might have for us as postgraduate researchers at the University of Limerick. So we warmly welcome you, Kirsten, and we're delighted that you've taken the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. And I'm going to start off with the first question. Can you tell us a little bit about your own research area of expertise and what that entails? Yeah, good morning, Michelle. Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm delighted to be on the podcast. Um, my research expertise uh, lies in uh, 20th century and contemporary art. I started off with research on sculptural aesthetics, uh, looking at the shifts from 19th century to 20th century sculptures when uh, sculpture really moved into the expanded field as Rosalind Krauss uh, called it in one of her seminal essays. Uh, and from there, I developed uh, an interest into art in the public domain, art in contested spaces, um, looking at how it's being used to shape identities of individuals and groups through the values that being communicated uh, uh, through the artwork and in dialogue with the artwork. Uh, and uh, that also got me interested into um, public uh, pedagogies, uh, development of strategies of how engage, engage people into art. And because art is such a broad field, uh, and is a connector between different fields of knowledge making. Um, I've looked at practices uh, that deal uh, with different knowledge domains, uh, navigating them and questioning them through the lens of art. Um, and also, and that was part of a research um, uh, institution I was in, uh, looking at the relationship between the artwork, the documentation of art uh, and archives, the role of archives, how artists have intervened into archives to bring them back to life uh, and to use them for their, their generation and their time. And that's really important, Kirsten, um, that interdisciplinary nature of the research that you drew on there. And as well, it's fantastic to have your area of expertise in the arts and in the arts and humanities background at our university. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I'd be really interested to know what first attracted you to this um, academic discipline? Where did this research area stem from in your own background? Um, as a child uh, and as a young person, I was very interested in art. I spent a lot of time drawing and painting. I was in after school art clubs and in summer camps uh, on art. And I wanted to study initially to become, to become an artist, uh, but that has been, it had been rather difficult. And also um, I grew up in East Germany. East Germany uh, wanted people to really uh, go on to trodden paths. Uh, you know, your life was a yeah. bit redesigned from cradle to grave. And yes. in the end, I thought, OK, if I can't become an artist, perhaps I can use my creative skills and so on to become a teacher. So I studied art history, theory and practice together with German language and literature uh, and uh, did an edu um, education as a secondary school teacher. But uh, whilst I was at university, I knew that I wanted to dig deeper into aesthetic theory, into literature theory, and I then had the opportunity to embark on a PhD in art theory. And that's how uh, the whole uh, interest and research developed and, uh, and, and started to mature. 
Uh, that's fantastic to hear and you have a, a very creative background within you and as well to hear your calling for teaching throughout your career. So that was fantastic as well to draw on that. Um, what I'd like to know, moving away, I suppose, from your background and into your professional career, who has really been your role model? If you had to choose somebody, if you think back throughout your time, who has really been your role model and, and what kind of an impact did they have on you? Um, I had uh, a female PhD supervisor, a professor, uh, and the institute's director at the time was also very strong female. And uh, that actually showed me what was possible within the academic uh, area. And uh, they installed a self-belief that, you know, with perseverance uh, and uh, hard work and engagement, that uh, an academic uh, career to professor's uh, level would be possible. What I hadn't understood, and I will be honest here at that point of time, yes. uh, was the power relations um, at play, the gender relations. Uh, the feminist discourse in East Germany wasn't that well developed. Mm -hmm. It only came to the fore in the uh, few years before uh, the fall of the wall and then during uh, reunification. Uh, and I used my time at university to catch up on it. And that opened my eyes and really brought awareness into uh, gender relationships uh, and, and uh, has influenced me in other ways. But these female role models at the beginning of my academic years were absolutely important. And then I was lucky when I was at the University of Warwick, I had very engaged um, um, feminists there, uh, a, a, a professor Christine Buttersby, a philosopher who wrote uh, uh, on gender relations and uh, the history, for instance. Uh, and so throughout my career, I looked for strong women to to uh, be inspired, to be encouraged and to persevere. That is really fantastic to hear how a female has been such a role model for you. And you must see yourself in that line right now as being uh, the first female um, university president in Ireland um, and what that means being a role model yourself to other female colleagues and students at the university and across Ireland. So so that really is uh, quite something. You've changed history there, Kirsten. <laughs> Indeed, and I'm very conscious about uh, the uh, aspect of being a role model and uh, bringing about change. Oh, that's fantastic to hear and that's what it is all about. Um, so what I'd like to ask you next is more specific now to the research process. As we all are uh, postgraduate researchers at the university, we'd really like to know, um, based on your own experience, I suppose, what is your favourite aspect of the research process? What did you really enjoy? My, there are two aspects. My okay. favorite aspects is when when the individual pieces come together into a bigger whole and you suddenly yes. you, you suddenly understand, you know, the great uh, yes. connections and relations between things. And it takes a, lo a lot of work to arrive at that point. And suddenly you have that eureka moment and yes. you, you know you onto something, you understand something. And the second aspect, and I wanted to bring that in as well, is when you write a text and you uh, work through your thoughts and then the text starts to speak back to you. So you have a dialogue with your own writing. I really enjoy that. And that really is a fantastic moment in any researcher's um, trajectory, isn't it? Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that with us. I think it's very positive for our researchers to hear that today from you firsthand, Kirsten.
Um, and now as I move on to uh, the impact um, on your own career, I suppose in academia there are specific challenges that we all face as researchers and as you have faced throughout your career. But really, how did you achieve all the different aspects that required as a researcher, such as research, teaching, administration, uh, work-life balance. What advice would you give to us as postgraduate researchers, or maybe to your younger self, if you had to look back? How do you manage all these different aspects of research? Well, first of all, I would, uh, I would say, believe in yourself. And that is something that is something I had to work uh, very hard uh, on that despite these strong role models um, uh, to to be confident uh, and uh, and to dare. And when I say to dare is uh, to be prepared to move out of your own comfort zone. Yes. And uh, I have moved from uh, uh, starting to to be an executive administrator, supporting the administration of an institute to then move into teaching uh, and looking into curriculum development. Then I moved into research uh, and research management uh, and then became a dean and so on. And and it had to do with taking on opportunities, daring uh, mm -hmm. to do things and not being afraid to learn from the mistakes. And you make mistakes mm -hmm. and these mistakes shape you. In fact, uh, it, what also shapes you is um, that uh, the things uh, you say no to. So yes. learning to be assertive, to create boundaries, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and to be be uh, firm uh, in 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 what you can do, mm -hmm. what you need to do, what you want to do. And that doesn't mean to be selfish, but it, yes. it's, uh, it, it, you can still be a team player and you have boundaries. And that boundary creation also applies to the work-life balance, which is difficult. I'm the, I I would be the first one to admit uh, uh, it's really difficult. It has become more difficult with email and social media because the world floods into your life 24-7 uh, and it, but it is really important that you have something else in your life that you have a good support network you have friends to draw on family to draw on uh, and that you have other hobbies or interests uh, that enrich you that broaden your horizon in other ways and that create a balance to um, research or to other activities and research can be very demanding. It can be also very lonely. So to have a good support network, to have uh, friends who challenge you intellectually, um, uh, who, uh, you know, support your passion for your uh, area, but also uh, 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 who are there and uh, with whom you can do something different, you know, walk or uh, uh, be creative or do sports or whatever. Uh, Kirsten, that is fantastic advice for our postgraduate researchers across the campus today. It really is. You know, as I, it resonates with me is prioritizing what's most important. And as you said, saying no uh, and setting those boundaries in place as well. It's really important. And I suppose today, as we're all working uh, in online uh, settings, it can be isolating for us all um, as researchers and yeah. as others. So it's really important to kind of set those boundaries. And as you always say, keep a limit on the emails and, and the work that we do online as well. So we thank you for that very much. Kirsten, I want to say that was fantastic advice. Um, really appreciate your time today. 
Um, and now we're going to launch our podcast initiative. And we're very grateful to have Dr. Jared uh, Downs from the GPS, who's going to conduct interviews with our students across the campus. So we're very excited for this initiative. And as well as that, we've recently launched our Postgraduate Students Union um, website. So that's really exciting moving forward as well. So I'd like to uh, thank Andrea and Rania for all their hard work and the entire postgraduate um, team behind the scenes as well. Kirsten, any final words that you have for our postgraduate researchers across our campus at the University of Limerick? Right, two things. First of all, I wanted to thank all postgraduate uh, researchers for their um, discipline and support over what is now um, more than a year of public health restrictions. It has been very difficult on everyone and, and thank you, you know, for continuing to engage in your research and to uh, contribute to the battle against COVID-19 uh, and uh, to for supporting each other. Uh, it's really important. And secondly, can I congratulate you and the PSU uh, on these initiatives? And I wish uh, that you can inspire uh, the community of postgraduate researchers on the campus uh, and wherever else they are uh, through this series. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Kirsten. Sloan, bye. Thank you. <laughs>